We're real here quick. live at Adolph's, and we're living our best life. You want to come through for a good night? Come on down. Stocked ourselves on beer. Uh, got a new guest. Yes, <laughs> R- uh, Ragavan. R- Ragavan. Thank I'm going to say it. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. He uh, he just made happened to be at Adolf's. We were just here, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh, you guys are coming." Oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. Right. Well, I was actually here to play some darts with Brandon, but uh, the podcast is usurping my time. Yeah. So let's uh, let's there speed this up. That's basically <laughs> what he's what, what we're talking about. Let's uh, we got like twenty five minutes to fill here. No, Brandon. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. But um, I'm glad we got Raghavan on because he was on the IR for a while. That's true. On the PUP double yep. knee yep. replacement. And right. unlike not, Andrew, not Luck, actually knee replacements, but yeah, uh, knee surgeries, mm-hmm. double knee surgery. And he made his triumphant return to the football field. Yep. Uh, Stumbled over the line and threw and. Quarterback to your team to a victory. Am I correct on that? Just about, yeah. Quarterback my team to not losing. How um, was it? It was good. It was fun. Uh, so I've been playing for a few weeks now uh, in the kind of pickup indoor that we do. And that's kinda a lot like, It's kind of like uh, uh, when you get a rehab assignment in the minor leagues for baseball. So Tuesday night, you know, just testing out the uh, waters, seeing how things go, making sure everything works correctly. So I, I know there's a number of uh, different groups that also do these kind of uh, scheduled weekly indoor football yeah. things, uh, not organized by any league, just a group of people. And it's interesting because it's both harder and easier, right? It's easier in one sense because you're indoor. The the field is level from a person who has two ACL surgeries yeah. in his recent past. I'm much more comfortable stepping forward and into things when I know what the ground is like. You go to the outdoor and now suddenly all my throws are going short because I'm not stepping as much as I could because yeah. I'm nervous. On the other hand, because there's no separate divisions, I suppose much like game on right now, but because there's no separate divisions and you're just playing people that were asked, you tend to play against much better defensive players than I would normally play against as a quarterback, right? I'm looking at the defense thinking all of those guys are like six foot two and Dave Baker might be the worst defensive player over there. So I'm like, crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's harder from that perspective, but easier because you're – in a more controlled environment. Yeah, and I mean, especially if you're doing the pickup, then in that instance, it is you're just like, I'm going to throw it away. This means nothing. Uh, it's Tuesday it's night. But once you're on, you know, in, a, in the middle of a game, it's, well, I'm letting everyone down if I don't make this throw or do everything I can to make this throw, even though maybe my physically my body can't keep up with it at the moment. Yeah, I guess, I mean, uh, psychologically, I don't actually feel that different pressure in the regular season games you know like i am not uh, for people who have seen me play football i am not the difference maker at quarterback right like when i'm quarterbacking the team we're not winning because of things i did we're hopefully not losing because of things i did and we're winning because of our good defense or because maybe we control possession sounds like tyrod taylor 
Yeah. Yeah. It sounds definitely. a lot like Tyrod right? Taylor. Wait, wait. Uh, Lamar Jackson? Right? No, he mean? hasn't earned that respect yet. You know how. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I think. Uh, the UB Bulls right now. Sam Napo, uh, once of this parish, said uh, that Lamar Jackson would have a potentially better season than Patrick Mahomes. Is that is that what she said? Really? Did she say that? This this like coming season? Yeah, this upcoming season. She's gonna be so disappointment. I think she literally prefaced it with bold predictions. So so, so now I know that she did not choose to uh, move to Arizona. She was exiled after having such a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What? So what was the score of the game? They won. I mean, we I think we had twenty twenty eight or thirty two points, and they had eight. We allowed one touchdown, right? So, didn't turn the ball over. Smart plays, tough defense. Yeah, right. Protected well, it's the funny ball. Because, uh, people who know Jeff Kroll know he's very um, anxious at the beginning of games. Everyone's focused and ready to go. But it was still the end of the Liverpool game, the Liverpool Arsenal game. And so I was watching it on my phone. And I said to play defense first, but he didn't want to play defense first because uh, Baker hadn't shown up yet. So we played offense first. So I literally was just watching the game on my phone. Put the phone in my pocket through a pass in between plays watching the game on my phone. That's incredible. So that's <laughs> so <How> dedication <laughs> to a team. How did Jeff not smack the phone well, out of your hand? Well, he was very angry, except we scored a girl touchdown on the first drive. After I stopped watching the game, we were shut down for a long period of time. So I would think that think you would we be better. less successful if not for you being able to watch the game because you would have been, like, stressing out yeah. not knowing what was going on. That's possible. You're like, I could be over there on my phone watching this right now. What am I doing here on the field? But if you have that, you know, sense of security in your pocket in between plays. That's true. And uh, the team uh, we played against was a team that uh, have played in Game On in the past as well. They were some iteration of Holy Kielbasa, except they weren't called HK, Holy Kielbasa. HK10? They have a different name. Uh, it's called something else, but I can't remember it. But they huddle every play, which was great for me because, like I said, Baker wasn't there yet, so I had to play defense too. So I'm in, like, the short zone watching while they're huddling, and then they're like, okay, we're done. Have to do nothing, basically. I like how that flipped real fast from you should not play at all to we don't have enough people, Rags. Get out there and play zone. Jeff doesn't want me to play. He's very uh, paternal about that. But I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just going to stand around. I won't won't do anything. I'll eat up space. Look, if they throw it directly to me, I'll defend it. But otherwise, I'm not moving. Exactly, exactly. That worked out. if, If playing defense, I need to run in a straight line forwards or backwards, I've got it covered. Yeah, Laterally, no, uh, no changes in no the direction. Changes, yeah. So uh, we'll break down some 9 a.m. games. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so week one, right? Week one of Game On. Game On football. Shake and Bake, 21. Soul Takers, 45. Jeff Kroll with the lone correct pick of that game last week. Really? Yes. He's the only one who picked Soul Takers. All right. And then we got... Lens Balls Deep Legacy 22 gets a victory, beating Sesh Gremlins 14. 22 14. So, Balls Deep wins. So I got to watch a little bit of that game. Uh, Benji looked like he, he was playing pretty strong. I, I saw a couple of nice passes. However, uh, Sue had an amazing interception off of a tip pass. I saw that. The very next play, and sitting on the sidelines, Sue is saying, Guys, we don't need to force it. If it's not there, don't force it deep. Do not throw this ball deep. Menji lets the count go to five, backpedals, and just heaves the ball right into the defense, picked off, headed the other direction. I think that's why that team is still in D4. It'd be my guess. Well, look, I'm not willing to throw this guy under the bus so much. but uh, Menji? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm throwing yeah. him under the bus. But Oh, he and he knows it too. But 
despite that, they overcame uh, the turnovers that they had. Uh, he also threw, I saw a pick six, which was posted to social media as well. Tipped off, uh, bobbled directly up into the air. And then right there. Yeah, there's the bathroom right there. And there's also another one up there. All right, back to the football. So tipped pass. Uh, you know how, like, you'll see often someone catches the ball and instead of, you know, catching it with their hands, they'll try and basket catch it. Yeah. And then they'll just kind of float it up into the air behind them. Sure. Right into somebody else's hands, pick six, Menji whiffs on the tag, uh, scores. Was this the same game? Oh, same game, yeah. So you've described two plays so far. Yes. One in which the offense of... Lens Balls, Lens deep, balls legacy. deep Legacy, correct. Threw a, or gave up six points. They gave Another up six in points. which they threw an interception. Correct. So they must be defensive gods because they allowed 14 points the entire game, and six of them were scored by the other team's off, uh, defense. Yes, on that one play, correct. And uh, who were they taking on? Sesh Gremlins. So, uh, Sesh Gremlins, I don't know how much of their roster uh, has been in the, the league before. I don't know. It's a new team name. So, uh, Captain Ryan Schmidt. Uh, actually, so we do know some. Trish Esposito plays on that team. Kay Schwamm plays on that team. So, I think the other touchdown that they caught was by Kay. So, I think that must have been it. It must have been that pick six, and then Kay caught a touchdown pass or a, a conversion. But I do believe I have video of her scoring yep. uh, during that game. But that's some experience on that team between the two of them to not take down Len's Ball's Deep Legacy, who went. 0-10 last session. This is their first win in two sessions now. So Yes. So uh, also, I can't go any further without saying so, and I'm bummed that I didn't get video of this, but to honor our good friend Len, their very first play, uh, everyone took a knee, and Menji just heaved one deep down the field to nobody. Okay. I like it. Um, he should have dropped I, back and like just had someone stand there and just overthrow him and then just laugh at himself while walking off the field. That's something Lenny would 100% do. I also told him, I said, uh, oh, you guys can do it again so I can get video of it. It won't be any different than any of your other plays. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then they, they rubbed it in my face by winning. So Hey, you know what? Menji's, get, Menji's, uh, Menji's bragging to himself right now. Yes. Back on the up. yes, he is. And then woke up real dangerous. The last game at 9 a.m., you had woke up real dangerous. 37, totes my goats, 54. An upset. Every one of us picked woke up real dangerous. In including Marty. Including Totes' Marty. quarterback, yeah. Marty. Marty thought they had no chance. And that was before he knew that they had added uh, Manny and Ant to that game. So not only did he was he nervous about them having added Andy to that game and Lisa, when we show up, Manny is there subbing for them, and so is Ant, formerly of Conquistadors. And I think they were both just shaped. But... Totes played a lights-out game. Uh, Marty played, despite all the crap that we give him, played very well, didn't make any mistakes. Uh, from what he said, they scored on every drive of the game, and that was the difference. So. That seems to be the sum of the offense, is that they all they score almost on every, I mean, they score on every down, I mean, every drive almost. And uh, it's just the defense is what has been lacking, apparently, on Totes McGoats for a past couple years. But if they can find if they can find out somehow to put it all together, they're going to be a tough team just because of ex experience alone. Yeah, they had a uh, you know just I don't want to say lucky play because it was you know took a lot of concentration. But Adam came up with a timely interception off of Lisa there. I know Brandon, I can see you. I won't just you're giving a thumbs up because uh, it was a great play. Yeah, it was a great play. And popped up in the air. He's right there, uh, Johnny on the spot. Keeps his feet in bounds. 
and picks it off. Totes my goat's headed the other way. And I think that was probably the the biggest issue with Woke Up Real Dangerous is Justin's thrown to, you know, maybe three new people on the team, and that's definitely not easy if you don't have maybe a set of plays that you call often or just know typically what routes or how people run routes on your team. So I don't think this is uh, Woke Up Real Dangerous is just going to be terrible the rest of the season because it's certainly not going to be the case it might just take them a little bit to gel with one another heading into this rest of the season hey he needs that qb he needs to uh, step it up because my reputation's on the line of touting him as one of the best quarterbacks in the league so he needs to uh he needs to play a little bit better than what he's been playing look he's definitely one of the top 40 oh we definitely hey you know what He's in the top 40, okay? He's in the top 40 of QBs in the league. We do have to bring up that question, though. We were curious as to, uh, and this came up, I think, in the group chat between uh, either the the Game On staff chat or the one that Marty and Brandon and I have, of who in the league has combined the most throwing touchdown passes and touchdown receptions. So someone who's played either as a receiver on one team and quarterback on another team or at some point played receiver and then transitioned to being quarterback for a team. It has to be Pickens. It's, he's got to be up there. If you count the uh, times that he's played both indoor as a receiver and his time as stunner's receiver. So I would I would say something like Bobby McConnell or but But, but, did Bobby, but, but what did, team did Bobby play on before? I mean, well, just in terms it doesn't of, matter how many catches if he throws so many, right? Like true. you were saying the sum, and both Wanderers and back when they were there, Barracudas would score so many points. Frankly, even Dean, when he was quarterback, they'd put up 60 points regularly with prestige, right? But so say, even because Frank was a wide receiver on Irish Giants, so now he's throwing all those touchdown passes, but then potentially going and playing wide receiver and also catching touchdown and passes. And also, Frank's got the, the duration in the league, right? Like he's Oh, yeah. he's I It's got to be Frank, given original. the number of seasons he's played in the league and the number of points that Wanderers put up in Wally's world if he was quarterbacking them and Gucci when he's quarterbacking them. I mean, they put up lots of points, so. Maybe you know. I be. think I was. I mean, Rags brought off a solid point there. I think I was bringing up the whole combining the two. But if one just towers over the other, then even like, if you, you know, combine them, it's still gonna Peyton Manning. Versus, yeah. Look, if you, know. if you play receiver and your team scores forty-eight points, which maybe they do with what seven touchdowns, let's say, what are you going to catch all seven? Probably not. But the quarterback is going to have thrown all seven. So if you've got a team that consistently is scoring 50 or more points and a guy as a receiver is potentially getting two or three a game, I feel like the quarterback's going to shoot real far Yeah, ahead. so you'd have to be a really good quarterback on one team and just the most selfish player on another <laughs> team where you don't go out at the one, you score every time, uh, you're catching balls just in the end zone. Uh, I don't know. I'd be curious to see. Uh, you're probably right. If you were to just go based off of someone who's played quarterback for so long in the league, they probably would outdo a combination of someone having played both wide receiver. That's why in, in your both a favorite hobby, fantasy football, quarterbacks <laughs> don't score as many points for touchdowns, right? That's why in the NFL, quarter points, quarterbacks don't get points for touchdowns. I was just about to bring that up. Fantasy football points is really bring that into the conversation because it makes a lot of sense that quarterbacks get less points for if you hear some shattering glass, it's me throwing myself <laughs> out the window. The fall isn't that far from the first floor here at Adolph's, but it'll be at least worth a try. Yeah, I know nothing about fantasy football. All right, let's, let's go on to our <laughs> 10. So uh, on to the 10 a.m. games. Uh, Raghavan, you want to run down the 10 a.m. games? Sure. So we've got the original BBC 18 at Gucci 38. What's, 
So I'm going you because I know you're really good friends with Mike Thomas. He plays on the other football yeah. team. It's such a – I don't understand how the BBC isn't as good as I feel like they should be. Can, do you have any insight on that besides Mike Thomas? But they, you were in the, you've were in you been in the league a lot longer than I have. I just don't understand it. I feel like they should be really good. So Tim can speak better to the kind of transformation of their roster from week to week and maybe from season to season. From what I see, I think they have a trouble – Ensuring that everybody's there every week. Yeah, when they do, they're have missing all of their Pat players. this week, which is a big difference on their team, and missing their new additions, right? Uh, Ricky and Meg were both not there right, either. Right, right. And I think with all three of those, they'll be formidable. Very tough team. But yeah. also, I think their primary—you know, look—they're all competitive people. But their primary goal is to come out here and have a good time, right? Like they may not always be necessarily at the sponsor bar afterwards, but they're always at some bar afterwards. You know what I mean? Like they're hanging out as a team. They're always friendly. They want, you know, they're joking about the games afterwards. They're rarely getting on each other's backs. They were here. It, sure, yeah. yeah I, I didn't here. mean that. In no, a, no, no, not at all. I'm just saying in general, like I completely understand where you're going because if you had to, you know, pick teams, I think BBC is a very quiet team in – in respect to that goes out every single week is here or you're right at some bar together. But I always see I know, Mike Thomas is always out somewhere. I mean, his team is always somewhere. So I definitely agree with you. And uh, so their quarterback, Matt Riggio is, he's definitely a guy who when he's on, he's on. And then when he's not, it just seems to just not work at all for them. And usually they'll, I, I have, so I, I'm trying to come up with a spreadsheet of every single team's roster, their captain and their quarterback. I didn't know who to put down for them because Mike Thomas is maybe their QB2 close to there. I'd I, say that he plays sometimes, but I wouldn't – I'd say it's Riggio. Yeah, I, I know when things aren't going well sometimes because Matt can play wide receiver as well, and he has before because I don't think he's always been their quarterback, but I think he's kind of fell into that role over the last couple of sessions. Pro tip if you're ever playing the original BBC and Mike Thomas is a quarterback – Whoever is running the farthest, he is most likely to throw to that person. That guy loves the deep throw. He loves the deep ball? Completely the opposite <laughs> of me. <laughs> One, he can't throw it that far. Yeah, yeah. Two, if the guy's running really far, he's most likely clearing out an area for me to go underneath and go to the shorter one. But if you want to get this, what's the second game on there? Oh, sorry, yep. Uh, wait, so we have nothing to say about Gucci and the, and the game other than that? I mean, uh, I mean, Frank wasn't there. Uh, Al's wedding, congratulations, Al. Uh, got married this past weekend, so there was a lot of people missing from their team. That's why they had the, one of the early time slots so people could make it to the wedding afterwards. Uh, solid roster. Uh, you know, I was glad to see that Kramer is back. Uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, I know they were the last time they all had their team together, and I think 2016, uh, very difficult. And it, like I said, it's, it's very tough with Kelly being quarterback because she's very good, and you now take away that element of pigeonholing teams into, hey, it's 4-2, and two. maybe now we take away – uh, their gender play there's none of that there and she you know has very well learned from frank and just you know her own style of throwing as well hey all i need is seven to ten yards and i'm gonna get down there and if we get within close enough distance it's eight points every time i throw a touchdown yeah it's fair i mean i think they'll be formidable when um frank and, and kramer well they won it already uh, i think they lost in the championship Gucci lost or i won? don't think they ever won well, this last season's championship was so Hogan's team with, was the winner. With, so. with Kelly as quarterback. You know, I, I always get confused on this because I think, like, 
Irish Giants and Gucci kind of like always mesh, and I know they're always right there. Irish so Giants won. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm thinking it's Irish Giants over Gucci, but they're always there. They're in the championship. They're going to make the playoffs, and Kelly's a really good quarterback. The team's going to be really tough to beat. And they're tough on defense. You know, yeah. their their team is very difficult on defense. Dave Taylor has been playing in the league for years, and uh, I'm trying to think of who else is on their roster, even though I have it right in front of me. Uh, Molly Barden's fantastic receiver, and she plays on Wanderers as well. Uh, just really good route runner, incredibly fast. Uh, she kills it at kickball on Wednesdays as well. She plays on a team with um, a majority of the same people from the Gucci team. Gucci, Goat Sack, Wanderers roster. What is our next game? So it's 69ers 2.0, 18. Laces out, 32. So Hoff will very much say their team is a work in progress. Uh, in the terms of some very new people uh, to their team, uh, not much of a holdover from the former 69ers roster. I think maybe you have Matt, Josh, Hoff, and Caitlin. I don't know if how many other people were on that roster prior. So I doubt it's this person, but I remember when, when 69ers first came into the league and they did their, hey, we're going to start in D5, we're going to try and move up each division. And they had a couple of... Obviously, great players. I mean, they just destroyed D5 that one season. But I remember they had this one guy who was just so much incredibly better than almost anyone you played with. And I feel like he got ejected from the league or something. And then even without their best player, they still, like, wiped the floor with everyone. I mean, I don't know are you, you thinking of a very thinner-looking Hoff? No, no. Okay, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Hoff. Because I know he was. Cause I he know was he on was, the team. Yes, yeah. he was on the team, and he was incredibly good. No, it's uh, true, but they, and then they also had that uh, Josh, who was really good. Josh and Kelly, they had that, yeah. yep. And they had he's a on their of team players. now. So, but um, you you could ask Hoff when you see him or Josh, and if they're listening, maybe they could like uh, comment on this. But I'm sure there was a guy who was like a taller, bigger guy, and I just remember at the UB field, him just just dominating, and us just being like, "Wow, there's no way." We were sticky bandits in D5 at that point. We're like, "These guys are just so much better." Than yeah, this, they you know? they ran their way through the league pretty quickly back in the day. Back in D3, losing to losers out. Laces out. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how they do the rest of the season. Uh, they have Kay Schwan on that team as well. So seemingly she plays in on all teams in all divisions. Hey, I think that if 69ers get their act back together, they've got to be one of the favorites. So laces out with this early win. I think that puts you as one of the favorites in D3. They have a really good team, and I think the downfall of what happened, and I think this is the downfall of when you get to our next game in the 12 o'clock time frame, and I think it's the downfall of a lot of teams, is they have these phenomenal receivers, and kind of piggybacking what you said off of Mike Thomas, is they just went long. And you put yourself in, if you don't connect on those passes, you put yourself in such a hole, and... Our safeties, I mean, laces out, I mean, everyone knows this. It's not a secret. Laces out Achilles' heel is the quickness of, like, bigger receivers. But what we at least try to do. The Megatrons of game and on. Is get ourselves in the position to make it at least a tough catch and tough throw. And if you keep on doing that, now you're 3-1 on the opposite side of the field. And that's what Hoff and his brother is such a good receiver. Matt. But oh, yeah. Matt. But that's what they kept on doing. And that's why we were able to take advantage of uh, take advantage of their turnovers and then we'd go down and 
where they're getting a deep ball to a guy for six, and we're driving down and getting a girl touchdown at the other end, and that's kind of where you saw the separation between the two teams. That might have been the story for a couple of teams today, which we'll get into the games as we go later. Yep. Uh, who do we have up next? Last at 10, it was Menaces, 35, Tight Butts and Sweaty Nuts, 6. Correction on this one, we are sorry, Menaces, because at first it yeah. was completely flipped, and I was talking to people at the bar going, man, I did not see that coming. And then I didn't find out till today. I'm at, I work with Joey, and she's on Menaces, and I was like, what happened to you guys? And she goes, what are you talking about? I go, you guys lost like 35 to 6. And she goes, oh, that was wrong, and it was completely flipped. So apologies to Menaces. Yeah, Menaces, uh, not the same team that they've been the last couple of years. Uh, Dave Baker, obviously still the captain, and Amy Taylor, they've been staples on uh, you know, a team together for years. But uh, P Pete Fasano was one that uh, I, Pete's on that team? Like, I just had no idea that he'd be playing with them in D1 having not played their last session. I didn't know that he was going to be jumping up there having previously played on, like, Flying Pierogies. Um, then, so Joey Ruderman's the other person that you were talking about. I don't think she played with them last session, did she? She, she did. So it's really tough for Menaces because they're combined with a bunch of teams and a lot of their guys play in a morning league in another on another uh yeah. another football uh league yeah we all and know which one we're talking about no no another football no they play in the morning league in another football league so yeah. it's really tough that when they have morning games to get all their guys over here um and that's what uh joey was mentioning me today is that you know when they have their team and i'm gonna jump it over to ragman real quick is that when they have their whole team they're gonna be tough to beat and can you speak to the quarterback they just grabbed because it's not james salato anymore yeah, who it's, is their quarterback uh, is it seth yes Oh, guys, so really S, good. I'm assuming he's S-Mo on here. I just, whatever. Yeah, he, he's a QB for tight butts. I mean, uh, tight ends and motions. My well, apologies. he was uh, for some of last session. He's okay. not currently. But, yeah, no, he's an incredibly good What's uh, his last name? Seth? I don't know. Oh, we're going to go with Seth Frankly, Mo. I don't know. Him. Like, I'm not sure I've ever had an interaction with him, right? Like, okay. So I'm not speaking uh, about him as a friend or an acquaintance, but just as somebody who's seen him play. And he is very, very good. He's capable of making every throw that you'd want somebody to make. He very rarely uh, gets angry about things. He's is calm. He, he can scramble and throw on the run. I think he's a sleeper for MVP. So he, I saw a couple of plays from their game and just toying with the rusher and then flipping the ball to Dave Baker in the corner of the end zone. Uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. You know, I. It, I wonder whether yeah. he's going to be able to attend every game. Like, I don't know about that. I mean, that's like I said, that was their Achilles heel last session is they just didn't have a full roster all the time. And uh, who's the other? I'm trying to. So they have uh, Dave Baker, Amy Taylor, Katie Salisbury, uh, Esmo, which is Seth, Pete Fasano, Kenneth Parker, Derek Bo. Uh, Bo. B O N. Bong. Bon, jo bon Jovi. Good job. Yes. Way to go there, Tim. I know. Uh, so. Do they, it's Clecklers? Are I'm they not playing? sure you got nope. much to talk about there, Team Genius. But, um, but yes. Yeah, yeah that's right. Thank you. Thank you. It is Team Genius, by the way. Yeah. So, so <laughs> much Team Genius. Yeah. Was, I, I remember playing uh, my Sega Genius back in the day. Uh, B-O-N-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I. Bon Jovione? I'm not reading it. I'm just saying yeah. based on your spelling. But. Uh, Kara Kern, Jeff Farr, and Joey Ruderman is the Jeff Menace's is roster. phenomenal. He is such a good receiver. Quick, athletic, can do any route on the field, and Joey's a really, really good uh, good receiver. Um, it's going to be a tough team if they all can show up. I think if Katie Salisbury is one of the top three defensive 
female players. Yep. She played indoor with uh, Travis's team, right? She was on that team. All right, because I legends names faces sometimes, but I think I know who you're talking about, and just seems like an absolute stud out there on the field. All right, and then what we got now? We got the eleven o'clock games. All right, eleven o'clock games. I'll jump in. We got the Hulks forty-seven. B original BBC 49, so bouncing back from their loss. Uh, maybe got in the groove a little bit and took down the Hawks 49-47. to 47. Um, I'm always a big advocate of uh, BBC, and I'm always a big advocate of uh, people beating the Hawks. They're, uh, I don't understand what your uh, your grudge here is with the Hulks. It's been like this for they about two sessions now. your coffee now. or something? Not at all. Not at all. I don't know, you know, what, I don't know what it is. Claw? It was one of those things where, you know, I, th I thought... Uh, one of the teams where we gave them love, apparently it wasn't enough for them. So Actually, we didn't. They then we it. did, and then they only had listened to you the You know, whose story are you going to believe? Mine or yours is really what it comes down to. And my story is we gave them enough love, and they didn't like the, the love we gave them and made a comment. And from here on out, I'm a... Uh, hey, they could shut you up by winning. but Hey, uh, you know what? They did shut yeah, me off could. last session in D2 because they beat me on the last play of the game. <laughs> so they beat Laces out. So... But yeah, the, the BBC came back from the victory, beat the Hulks forty-nine to forty-seven. Um, Captain Will West of the Hulks, and then Captain Meg Glenn of uh, BBC. So Meg one and one on the day. Sesh Gremlins are zero and two on the day. Am I correct on this? Losing to uh, Joe said no to our original team name thirty-four to fourteen. Yeah, Sesh Gremlins. I think they they that was their second game because they were on a doubleheader, so they already played their their first game. Just telling me that Kay and Trish are on the Sesh Gremlins, I can automatically tell you the number one problem that they're gonna have is other players playing on other teams because I know Kay's on four, Trish is on four, four. So four. Teams. four. So Trish Trish probably would have had a conflict with Totes yep. for one of those games, which would have been an issue. Uh, Kay did not have uh, any other conflicts I, that I could see. So, look, I didn't see either frame. of Sesh Gremlin's games, but they scored 14 and 14. And we already know that six of those 14 in the first game were defensive. So, clearly, they got to get better offensively. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it might be. I, honestly, I don't know. I, obviously, their captain, Ryan Schmidt, is also their quarterback, uh, maybe stepping into a new role. I don't know how long he's been around in the league before, mm -hmm. but just something to watch going they'll get forward. With it. Yeah, they'll get with it. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Said we went uh, at least I went one and nine in D four and didn't win our only didn't win our only game on the last uh, game of the season. So keep with it. You'll eventually uh, get everything going. And I mean, if if your girls are Trish and Kay and they show up, you're doing a pretty good job. Uh, they can definitely uh, they can definitely go out there and run the routes and make the plays for you. So two veterans of the league, definitely. And then the last game in eleven, you had tight butts and sweaty nuts. 40, Talent Juice 43, Tight Butts are 0-2 on the day. Talent Juice start out the season 1-0, and and I was going to say I had no idea the game was this close, and I'm not putting anything against Tight Butts. I just never felt like we were in jeopardy. So they had one score towards the, the very last drive of the game. Uh, so it was, I mean, it was close. I was nervous the whole game, uh, especially I'm sure both of us going back and forth. It's a game where whoever makes a mistake first is going to lose. I think they had one drive where they didn't score on us, and that ended up being the difference in the game. It allowed us or afforded us the opportunity to get a lead and then not have to necessarily worry about, hey, we need to get eight points or nine points on this. Um, maybe we just we just need to score. It doesn't matter who scores or how we score. We'll keep it two, two scores away in that buffer, and it just gives you a little bit of comfort on defense. But even still, it's... It's a slippery slope. You make one mistake at quarterback, and you know they're right back within one score. 
now you're back to I have to score on every single drive, otherwise we're going to lose. At least that's how I feel while I'm standing back there. Like, if I don't score on this drive, we're going to lose well, this Well, I game. think you probably, if you talk to most people quarterbacking in the league, they'd probably feel that way, right? I mean, it's the, a natural feeling for the position. Getting to the next game we're talking, oh, I mean, no, go on about this, but I would jump into that because the the next game we had, I literally felt like that. It was if... If you don't laces out, next, you if you don't if I don't score on this drive, we are completely done. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's a great thing to have urgency from the get go. But when you're in D one and you don't score, that is exactly how it feels. You're like, okay, now I, now something has to happen because you're already you're already behind the eight ball. Someone on defense will. needs to make a play. We need to now now we're pressing. It just oh, it makes it changes the game. It sure. changes the game. Yep. So what a twelve. We've got touchdown there. Forty four. Buffalo Stunners, 66. So this was oh. a – I know, this was a surprise. I had a uh, I had a meme queued up, which was uh, which I will post at some point, that m- will make me eat my words because Stunners, man, it was a big surprise. Touchdown there was the team to beat in D3. Now, they didn't win the championship, but they – bringing back a majority of their roster, very tough team, very tough team. And I think most of – none of us picked Stunners to win that game. I think we would have thought that it would have been a walkover because touchdown there is a very athletic team. But Jennings, uh, they came to play, and they won. I mean, won by multiple scores. I I would have to think that some of that comes from Jennings at least understanding, and not that touchdown there doesn't, but it has been their problem, you know, moving up in divisions before is, hey, heaving it deep to, you know, Zach or Marco on plays and scoring guys isn't going to win in the higher divisions, you you know, sometimes the way to go is to chunk it down there and make sure you're getting those gender plays and then converting on your your con- you know on the conversions because you can leave you know a score and a half out there, which is the difference in a game as you move up. When's the last time Jennings scored sixty six? Woo! Where's Kroll? We need it for that. Statistic. Yeah, we need him for that. Uh, but yeah, that is a that Strong is start. a that is a stunner to me. No pun intended. Uh, I pretty sure there was a pun intended. No, there. no pun intended. No pun there. intended. I uh, I picked touchdown there, but I did say all of last se- uh, of last season because I told you to bet your house that they're going to win D three, which they did not. But that their style of play will not work moving up, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying. When you throw the ball deep, it's great if it connects. If not, you are just putting yourself way behind the sticks, if you will, and you got to make up some ground. And it just seems like they couldn't do that. Uh, Rags, what do we got for the next? Yeah, now it's Team Genius 39, Laces Out 44. Team Genius, that's Team right. Genius, they're just going to have to change their name at this point. <laughs> or the or uh, Webster's going to have to change the dictionary. This is a team. So Team Genius is a team that when they learn their stuff, and I'm, I'm going to give uh, James Salato some credit here. He asked me before the game and goes, hey, do you mind if I sub? And I go, oh, you know, I sigh. I'm like, oh, man. But one this is to everyone out there. If you ever say no to someone subbing one, he just got off subbing for talent juice. What am I to say that now you can't sub against me? I can't say that. And it didn't bother me at all. You could. No, I would never do that. But two, you know, he, he was a man of his word and went out there and said, listen, this team is new to the league. I want to get on defense and just try to put them in the right spot. And that's what he did out there. And you know what? It, it was, this is a team that when they learn kind of what to do and their quarterback learns all right, I can't heave it deep, trying to take the plays, and then their defense learns how to play defense, watch out because they have athletes across the board. Did Salato immediately intercept you? 
Not immediately. But um, he did. But he did. No, no. Right. And this is credit to him. He literally was just there to guide. And I will he was there, I will uh, say coaching him up. I will say it did go through the hands of my receiver, went up in the air and he caught it. And then and then it really showed my oh. age. So you're blaming the receiver already for your terrible. Not at throw. all. It you was said it I went mean, through their hands, you know, because if they had caught it, it wouldn't don't have happened. Oh well, actually, yes, I am saying that. If they caught it, it would have never happened. But I it, I really felt my age. Because he picked it off, and then it ended up being me backpedaling and James running forward, and me trying to tag him, and I instantly go like, "Wow, this is this is just not going to work." And it was he, a close game. What was, what was the final score? I don't know if you already said it or not. Thirty-nine forty-four. Thirty-nine yep. forty-four. Yeah. So Derek Pugh, their captain, and I believe their quarterback as well. Uh, once they, like you said, once they get acclimated to the rules, they're going to be a, you know another tough team. Is that to beat. James's tall, skinny friend, Derek? Uh, he's tall, but he's not skinny, but he's not fat. He's, uh, he's not fat, but he's I not don't know. James skinny. If you want to see what it like. He's, imagine Mike Thomas, but this guy. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Oh, that's like. a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. But this guy has, if you if you think of what Mel Kuyper says he wants a QB to look like in the pocket, this guy has his elbows out. He's sitting there scanning the field. He looks like a stereotypical quarterback out there, and he can make any throw. Uh, but it, th- but going what you were saying about how to make it feel like you need to score on every drive, they went up 22 nothing on us, and we ended up scoring 38 straight points. And the reason that happened is because we kept on going down, girl touchdown, two points, girl touchdown, two points. Right. And next thing you know, we scored two possessions, then we got the ball back at half, and then we ended up moving forward. But it was uh, it's a that's that that team's going to be real scary, and they're going to they're going to cause some damage. What do we got next? Uh, I think the last game at 12 is Family Feud and Some Dudes 44, Interdimensional Lightning Falcons 42. I'm surprised by that one. Um, so I, I didn't think they were going to be as dominant in D3 as they were in D4, but I thought overall, you know, I thought overall that they would have won that game. And looking back, at my, a good looking back at my picks, I think I actually took Family Feud, but in general, I wouldn't have been surprised if... You did take uh, which game against Family ILF? Feud? I think I took Family Feud over Interdimensional Lightning Falcons. Yes, you did. Yeah. We all took Family Feud yep. except for Jeff. Uh, Family Feud now with of with Kyle Street. I don't know why you definitely would not have taken that team had you known he was on it. Would have never taken that team <laughs> if I knew he was on uh, it. Defeat sister Kayla Street in a brother sister rivalry that has now been developed in the Purple Division. I didn't know interesting, that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, he explained it a little bit during the interview, but I was still confused. So he said, oh, I wanted to, you know, increase the number of teams. And then I guess what happened is, is uh, Lightning Falcons got moved up into the same division. Is Moser their quarterback? Or Tyler Bush is their quarterback for Lightning Falcons. Uh, family feud. But yes, Moser is their quarterback. Okay. I think they're the one reason why Pickens is now on Laces Out, because I think he just wants to beat them. Well, he couldn't play on their team because too many of them yep. play on tight butts. So I think he's looking for a second team. Thank he you. knows a bunch of you guys. I think it's going to be fun once he's on there. And we play them in two weeks. Two weeks. Nice. It's going to be good. Marked it on the calendar All already. Right. Yeah. One o'clock games. Yes. One o'clock games. We got Strat FS 19. Philly Special 68. So uh, Strat FS, five returning players from uh, previous session. Uh Everybody else on that roster is brand new, so that might have played a part in the score in that game. Maybe people having not played in the league before, just still getting acclimated to it. Uh, Captain Alex Shep uh, let me know about that earlier today. 
uh, actually was trying to get to see if some of them could come on and just to also find out who their quarterback was for their team. They said they haven't necessarily nailed down one person having so many people change hands from previous sessions, but currently uh, Corey is their QB1 for that roster. Philly Special starting out scoring some points. 2-0. So it's one of two ways this could go, right? Like, I mean, you look at just the, the stat line and you think, wow, they scored 68 points. They must have an incredible offense. Stratafest must have a really poor defense. But sometimes it can be the offense's fault the other team scores so many points, right? You, you give them short Turnovers. fields, you turn them over quickly, you don't take enough time on offense. Uh, so, you know, you look at the two Stratafest games, we'll get to the other one later. Both of them, they got scored on heavily. But you look at the other Philly special game, and they didn't score nearly as many points. So I think this is probably Stratafest's offense giving up the ball too quickly. And look, if they're still trying to figure out who they're going to settle on as QB, and if they didn't have one, you know, someone coming back from previous sessions. I remember the first time I walked out onto the field, and even when Dave and I first started playing, flipping back and forth as to who felt more comfortable back there and what was going to work best for the team. And, you know, once you do finally settle on somebody and that person settles into playing that position – things start to improve. They see the field a little bit easier. The first time you step back there, five seconds goes by real fast. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very fast. Also, again, if you're new at throwing with this group of people, it's so important that people are looking at you. Oh, yeah. You know, so you get to the five Mississippi, so you're getting rushed at, and you're trying to throw, but there's no. you're seeing backs of people. And right? you have to, well, what down is it? Now I need to force it to somebody who... I don't know where they're running. I've never thrown to them before. I've never played this position before. Uh, so it can be it can be difficult starting off. Second game at uh, 1 o'clock, we got Fresenius B.I.G. 38, Interdimensional Lightning Falcons 38. Not the start the Lightning Falcons wanted going 0-1-1 in the first week, but a tie, which I feel like we don't get many of those. A defensive stand towards the end of that game. Uh had a chance to go down and drive and score, I believe, uh, Lightning Falcons, uh, but Fresenius uh, was able to hold them off at the end. And then we have Show Me Your TDs, 13. Joe said no to our original team name, 28. Uh, original Joe said no to original team name, go 1-1 one and one on the day, and Show Me Your TDs are 0-1. Is it Show Me Your TDs or Show Me Your dot, dot, dot? It's Show Me Your dot, dot, dot. Is it? Yeah, they, it's a new era for that so we don't know what they're showing they us. They want to see more than just the TDs. They want to see more than Keep just the TDs. Keep um, guessing. Got yeah, it. My maybe. bad. So uh, Phil Williams, quarterback, Joshua Canal, your best friend who plays hockey with you that you can never remember his name. I still don't know their names. Great people. Great people. Wonderful people. Can't wait to play hockey with them again. Still don't know their names. Tim, what we got for 2 o'clock games? Uh... Man, throw me a curveball. Boozing and losing. Looking at rosters, man. Boo no, no, that's <laughs> fine. Boozing and losing, 53. Strat FS picks up their offense a little bit. Still loses, scoring 37 points, 53 to 37. Strat FS, um, I'm starting to think it might be a little more defense now, too. Well, no, I mean, looking at the two right? high-scoring things, I, I feel like it's probably they turn the ball over too quickly. You're right. I mean, obviously their defense can't be doing incredibly well. But I know from experience, you know, Every game that I throw, three interceptions, and they have short fields. It seems like our defense played poorly, but it's not really always their it's fault. It's a combination of things. That it's QB, you always blame out. the defense, right? But boozing and losing is We're not a Marty, good team. guys. We're not Marty. <laughs> Boo well, boozing and losing is the team that, uh, when you were QB for beer before you uh, got put on the IR with your foot, uh, that's the team we played that first week. When uh, we, uh, it was you, me, and Scott was on the roster. 
seemingly every ball you threw ended up in the end zone. A lot of new people. Uh, it's still there. You know, they're still new. Although they have veterans on the roster, um, look, seems like they're still figuring things out. Then we have Philly Special dropping down from their 60 points scored, scoring 27 and losing to the North Buffalo Knights 28. 28 27 North Buffalo Knights. So I have a lot of things to say, but I have a lot of highlights from this game. Uh, Philly Special is great at throwing the ball down the field, driving the ball down the field. Uh, even just from that, it seemed like uh, their air yards per pass were very high. However, it does Some not Josh necessarily, yeah, it does not necessarily equal victories, especially if you're only getting six points on each drive. Look, the highlights are amazing. Great deep ball. Their quarterback throws an amazing deep ball. Receivers get separation and get open. However, a lot of their plays ended in the end zone on a you know a, a guy touchdown, and maybe they're not converting their their extra points after that. So instead of having ten points on a drive, you only have six. And slow but surely, uh, Mecker driving down the field got gender touchdowns, uh, converted on his extra points, and they were able to chip away. I mean, it was a back and forth game, and uh, you know I, I think that's what won them the game for that is. If, look, if Philly Special can figure out getting down at the one and making sure they feed the ball to their females as they get closer to the end zone or just in general more throughout the drive, they're going to be a tough team to beat. I have a lot of athleticism on that team. And their QB's got a great arm. I can't compliment that guy enough on it. So what this means is two stalwarts of game on, Stunners and North Buffalo Knights. Starting the season one and zero, what are the odds on those two ending the season winning championships? Ooh, I mean, Mecker started off great last season. They were five and zero to start the season. I think for them, it's going to be a lot of who shows up. You know, uh, when he has his full roster there, they're you know they're a tough team to beat. Y'all do bold predictions. I think at the beginning of the season, my bold prediction: we got double championship stunners and North Buffalo Knights. Stunners taking D two and moving back into D one. That is a bold. That is a very, very bold, bold prediction. prediction. Oh man! Hey, look they they took down a very tough team and touched down there. So anything is anything can happen any given Saturday. And let's, go ahead. Let's talk about scoring points. Bodak Yellow seventy two beats Fresenius Big twenty eight. That is just seventy two points. Wow. Yeah, uh, Weldon Jones, you know, they've been that same group of people together for a while now. Uh, now, things did not fare well for them in D2 the last couple of sessions, so they are back in D3. I don't think uh, this dominant performance has anything to do with that. I think they are just a good team. Uh, they're, it's it's so tough. We have so many teams that are in between those two divisions, so they're and they're one was, of those teams. They were a team that was in D2, dropped down to D3, had a blowout win, but you're not criticizing them? Uh Look, I'm, I'm confused here. very positive in all aspects of everything. They won D4, moved up to D3, did very well in D3 but didn't win, then decided to move up to D2, didn't fare as well as they wanted, then moved back down to D3, demolished their first game. And I think it was the Brandon, other. I stop think talking they, about laces. No, I We're think they won. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about Bodak Yellow. I think they won D3 to move into D2. No? No. Did you look this up? I No, they won D4. Moved to D3. They'd won D4 two sessions ago. In the spring. And then they moved up to D3, 
and last year D3 was the Labatt Blue Ballers. Yes, you're right. You're right. And so it couldn't have been Bodak Well, Yellow. no, it couldn't have been. They were there in D2, which is what I said. D2 did not do well for them last session. So that's why I was thinking. So maybe they jumped over D3. Before that, I thought they won D3 to move into D2. Maybe. They're going to be a tough. D3 has a lot of teams, and they're all going to be tough. I think it's going to be a really tough division. And next game we have Stampede. 18, remember the beer just toying with them, 56. Stam remember the beer, 56, Stampede, 18. So, just uh, remember the beer, that team that's stacked with all those D1 players? That's it. That's that's Got the it. one. Yep. That, it, that is it. You guys have great memory. So, uh, Clay and Stampede, they're going to be good. Uh, I think just learning the rules is going to be a huge step forward for them. Uh, it's a tough division to be in to learn the rules. It, it is. Uh, teams will eat you alive uh, if you don't know the rules. And I mean, as in, when can I rush after the five count? Uh, what does the down and distance mean? Uh, we have to have this number of people lined up on uh, both sides of the ball. Stuff like that. You know, stuff that we've all come to just know. Someone who's never even stepped on the field before is going to all of these things coming at them at once, it's difficult. It's not easy. Well, you know, I want to actually highlight something here because we're all making a mistake. We're assuming a lot of these divisions, and they're not set yet, right? They may not be a D2 team. They might not be. Things might change. Uh, s some insider info might say that I think they'll stay where they are. Uh, but like I said, there's still, you know, there's only a few slated games this coming weekend. Things might change after that. Rogerman, what we got for the... The last two games of the day? We got Jugs and Nuts. Maybe that's what Show Me Your wanted to see. 58 and can't two-hand touch this, 38. So jug and, Jugs and Nuts with a 20-point win. Out-and-out blowout. Jugs and Nuts are a new team to the league. Uh, obviously, clearly not a new team to football. Um, and they are a team kind of what we just mentioned where but it's the complete opposite where um they might be in a division where they probably would better serve themselves moving up and the other team probably would better selves moving down but Sam in saying that it's week it's one week we don't know what's going to happen after this maybe stampede is going to be like all right let's change this next game and something will happen so but maybe they hit the film room uh, they studied everything they they got the rule book down pat I, I would think it'd be more likely for a team who just has no idea I mean, and, like, they were very good sports about it for a team that, you know, clearly we did our best to, uh, you know, kind of help them along and, like, hey, you know. Well, they were basically playing a D1 team, so it's tough. Yeah, I felt bad for yeah, Stampede. Yeah, get beyond that. Uh, if if we're talking about just a team that, you know, is very new to the rules, I think it's more likely for a team that, you know, maybe had one dominant win in D3 to still stay down in that division and see how they fare against some other competition. As a team, when you have, you know, a couple people who work for the league, just saying, like, hey, you know, they really belong in a lower division until they learn the rules. Uh, like I said, they are all very talented and very athletic, but sometimes that's not the difference between a team that does well in a higher division. Look, Jeff and Alex are going to hate me for this because I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure Sticky Bandit's first ever game was getting destroyed by bye week, like, I don't know, 47 to 15 or something like that. And then our second game was a rematch against bye week that we won, like, 45 to 43 or something like that you know what i mean like so the first game you play if it's your first game playing you can make all sorts of mistakes because you don't understand right so give them a second game maybe they'll yeah they'll i mean they, and they play this coming weekend so maybe they'll prove us all wrong and i like i said my first game in the league i remember losing like 100 to something versus 100 like to wally world it was real bad i remember 
our and like I said, they were they were really good sports about it. I think they took it as, hey, let's try and improve on this really drive. Really good sports by scoring 100 points on you. No, really no, 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 no. Really good no, no, sports no. would slow down slightly. I meant uh, Stampede. Oh, okay, sorry. But even, <laughs> but even still then, obviously, you know, Al's on the other side. I don't think that guy's been mean to anybody in his life where he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, we keep scoring on you. But my perspective on it was. <laughs> what? I, I Okay, I, I have to jump <laughs> in. That is not being nice. That's being like condescending. If it was, if right? Al, no, if Al said, <laughs> I am so sorry. We're scoring so many points on you. But if you. Al was saying, trying but, not to score. <laughs> but if Al was saying it to you, he would generally mean it. And it no was, way. I'm yes. So- Yes. I'm sorry. I was there. You weren't, Brandon. But I'm just saying you can't say something like that while <laughs> scoring. I lived this, Brandon. You're just speculating. You know, you know what a nice team does? They put in another QB or put in someone else. Or just so slow down. Or my, just slow. But I was like, look, we're going to lose this game. Like, there's no way we're coming back to win. But the only way, A, we're going to get better and learn the rules is to have you guys play how you would exactly if you were playing a competitive game. And we'll just take it one drive at a time. And we'll just try and stop you on that drive, and we'll try and score on our next drive. And at that point, they'll just take it, you know, because we were in a division that we weren't supposed to be in either. Uh, scrimmage week, we had some people show up who ended up not sticking around the rest of the season, and it just it vaulted us into a division where we just we went zero and ten. We got dominated. No, look, I mean, you're you're making very reasonable points. It's just that's a shocking result, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, it was, and I'm not exaggerating. It was like a hundred to like six, and. An achievement was just getting within striking distance and it being six and zero. Oh, like but they, but they were the nicest showboaters. They ever were, played. they were the nicest showboaters. Like, I, you, I, if you can't imagine Al being very nice about smashing your face in, like that's exactly what it was. And it was, I still obviously uh, came back the following session, uh, captained a team the following session. So I don't, I just, I, I know they're new to the league. I don't want them to get discouraged from. You know, week one, uh, you're going to pick up the rules. Once you get the hang of it, you guys are going to be just fine. Uh, sure, for sure. So, so I think last game of the day, right? It was, uh, or at the same time as the other last games of the day. Bishmo 34, TBD FKA Spartans 36. Now, I didn't get to watch uh, some of these last games because uh, obviously beer was playing uh, during that time. So I don't have as much info as I do on some of the other games. But uh, sorry, what did you say the final score was again? 34 to 36. So two point game. We game. should go through and pick the upcoming games. The Buffalo Stunners playing Hulks. If Stunners go 2-0. It's a great start to their if season. Stunners go 2-0. I'm, I'm picking the Stunners. All right. Let's go through and pick the games. Since Rapid fire. We got this. Sure. All right. I'll ask the questions. You'll make the picks because you're well, the guys who are going to be here, right? So, um, you can. Okay. Well, my guest picker now. Yeah, you're a guest picker. Yeah, I have, I have you a uh, column here in uh, tab two on the spreadsheet. Tab two. It's weird. Everything goes away. It's a black hole. Yeah. So Banff Ninjas at Interdimensional Lightning Falcons. So Jeremy Garano uh, coming back after having traveled the world again, seemingly. Finally back in Buffalo, ready to play some football. I'm going Banff Ninjas in this one. I'm going Lightning Falcons. Lightning Falcons. Next one. Touchdown there at Soul Takers. <sighs> Soul Takers. Uh, I can't, can't pick against touchdown there. Even though they lost in their week one game, I, they're still isn't that incredibly Dave, Isn't Soul Takers Dave Baker's team? It is. He's going he's gonna to shut down the long ball. So I'm going touch. You guys are both going. Uh, We're both going Baker's. Baker's. So, so I mean, Baker's. <laughs> Baker's. <laughs> We're both soul going Baker's. Takers. All right. Uh, ILF at Team Genius. ILF. Genius. Genius. 
All right. I mean, give them a couple weeks, and I'll probably only pick them because they're going to be really good. Totes and Menaces, the one we mentioned earlier. Menaces. Yeah, I'm taking Menaces, too. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to go and say that because it's Labor Day weekend, that Menaces, and I also have this little tidbit that uh, Hogan might be quarterbacking for them because they are shorthanded in this game. Menaces? Correct. Okay. Another Mogan v. Marty? Mogan v. Marty. Sorry, uh, Hogan v. Marty? Yes. I like Mogan. Mogan, yeah. Let's go with Mogan. Portman, two of the two. Menaces. I'm going totes. What's that? Wait, Marty's over here, and he's telling me menaces by a lot. That's that's Marty's pick. Yeah, right? Marty says menaces <laughs> for sure. Marty, um, you should have spoke up more during this episode. For Senius B.I.G. at Team Genius. Of uh, B.I.G. Genius. B.I.G. All right. All right, now menaces at woke up real dangerous. Uh, woke up real dangerous. Uh, this is uh, perhaps where I got some of my insider information from. Uh, so we have a bold prediction from someone from woke up real dangerous. Quarterback and captain Justin Ginter sent me this earlier. He said, I believe that Hogan is going to. Well, actually, I don't want to misquote him. He said, I was told Hogan might play QB for Menaces on Saturday. I'm shorthanded, but if that is true, I guarantee victory. If you want to throw that out there tonight, I'm okay with that. He's guaranteed victory. He's I'm, I'm going woke up real dangerous. I'm going woke up real dangerous. Yeah, you can't I can't, be calling I can't. your shot like that and not follow it up, right? I also am going woke up real dangerous. Marty, what's that? Uh, menaces? Yeah, Menaces. Uh, so Marty's going with Menaces. I don't know if that's uh, a choice you want to make. All right. The Hulks at the Buffalo Stunners. 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 Yes. Got to go Stunners. They're going to be riding this wave. All right. Family Feud and some dudes. Jugs and Nuts. Jugs and Nuts. Yeah, I'm going I'm going. Uh, family Feud. Jugs and Nuts by a 1,000. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so if that doesn't happen, then you're gonna get the points for the week. So I'll go with jugs and nuts. <laughs> I heard they're thousand point favorites. So <laughs> that's, the, that's the new spread. Allegedly. Stampede at the Hulks. Hulks. <sighs> Hulks. I'm going Stampede. I'm taking the Hulks. I'm only going Stampede because I, I know. Uh, Amber is looking to sub for a lot of teams. I feel like she's going to end up hopping on that team and guiding them to victory. That's just a prediction. But you guys are both going with the Hulks. Brandon, you're actually picking the Hulks? Is that even possible? Yeah, it hurts me, but I'm going with it. And our last game of the day, show me your dot, 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 taking on Goat Sack. Goat Sack. Yeah, I got to go Goat Sack as well. Show me your dot, dot, dot. And show me your dot, dot, dot. That rounds out our Labor Day slate of games for the week. Brandon, so NFL, obviously hugely prevalent here. Uh, what what did you think when uh, Luck retired? I was shocked. Um, but looking into it um, and doing some research, I, I, sure, like he's smart. Why not? I mean, he has money in the bank. He has everything put together as he wants. I mean, if as he wants to right now, um, and he's 
going out. I mean, he, he can do it. Why not? And it's, I, I honestly feel you're, you're going to see a lot more NFL players start to do this where, all right, if, th if this is all I can do and this is you know where my body can go to, I have money in the bank and I'm just going to retire with everything together. Yeah, I, I, so I, look, I totally get why he retired, and I don't blame him at all. But you have to, you have to think that before the draft, he's thinking, "Hey, I might retire if I don't get healthy by the beginning of the season." And if he didn't let staff know or the ownership know that, then, then that's where. And no, the fans should not have booed him. Like I think that's a terrible look. But if you leave your franchise in a limbo like that and they're invested in the team, not just one player on Depends it, on the they're going to be upset. Yeah, they're going to be upset. We don't so, know how he's communicating. So that is something that I can, if you, one of you can clarify this for me. So they say they booed him. He was playing and then something came out saying he was going to retire? No, or? he was on the sidelines. He was not playing. He, uh, so sorry, he wasn't playing in the game, but you mean like they thought he was going to be playing in the regular season? Is no, no, I'm confused. Like, how'd they boo him? I guess that's what I'm asking. So preseason game, uh, Adam Schefter breaks the news before the game is over and people just pulling it up on their phones. And as the game is ending, he's walking off the field. Everyone just starts booing like crazy. I'm okay with that. Boo people. I mean, you're a fan. You I'm okay with booing people. Boo. Yeah. Don't abuse him. Don't swear at him. Don't use, like, slurs and stuff. But boo. I mean, you're booing. And, look, it was because he didn't – if he wasn't fully healthy and didn't think he could compete at the highest level and didn't want to get injured again. Look, I get it. Yeah, but it people right are going to be upset about it. Of like, course you know, they are. Just and the most important thing is how he communicated it with the franchise, right? If he's been telling them all along, if they're clued into what the doctors are saying and he's been informing them, then he comes out of this looking very good. If he hasn't, then it's probably still the right decision for him, but that's a that's a black mark. And if he's kind of tricked them, you know, kind of told them, yes, I'll be back, and then changed his mind, then it's even worse. But we don't know because we don't know what those communications are. And we won't know until he writes his, like, autobiography in yeah. five years or something, right? So, And I didn't fully listen to the press conference. I know he was broken up about it. I mean, look, it's a tough decision to retire from the NFL at 29 at – what seemingly is a team that people had predicted to go to the Super Bowl if he plays. Uh, you know, I I'm just speaking for him when I said that. Yeah, good for him if that's what he wanted. And you know, as I'm speaking what I know, and unless he writes something, I'll never know. But if I mean, he's money in the bank. Everything's put together as of right now, and he's going off in the sunset, if you will. And good for him. Uh, and the the big thing that the problem I had is the whole these ex-players coming out, and not old ex-players, because take this as you will, I feel really, really bad for really, like, 70s and 60s NFL players because they were so uninformed and of what was going on. In 80s and 90s. I mean, I think they were a little bit more informed, but they still pre, weren't compensated. Yeah, pre-information yeah. of brain damage and concussions. Go, go flip on uh, Madden 97 and go look at the salary cap, and it's like the highest paid player is getting like one point something million dollars. Um, so I feel really bad for those players because they weren't informed of what was going on. Now, there's a line where I don't feel bad anymore, and that's just my personal opinion. And the reason I don't feel bad is because you are well informed of what is going on and the damages that this sport can cause you. And let me just point out, I'm a big advocate of the NFL, not just this sport, any sport you play. And I feel like NFL gets really bad rep of concussions because it's one of the most popular sports. But there's they others... They don't have a great track record of their own response to research and the way that they've treated people who have tried to raise the issue as well, right? So Correct. 
But I'm just saying, like, new people coming in the league now, like, you are well aware of what this can do. And the idea of these players coming out and saying the NFL doesn't care about you and and the way... They still don't, but... They don't. Yeah. But th the way I look at this, what Fortune 500 company of a business guy seeing a cubicle, like, that company really doesn't care about you either. Like, yeah, no, it, no it, one... It, it's... Yeah. it's just companies in general. It's not just the NFL. Right, but not all companies have specific uh, instruction and, and legislation in Congress that allows them to have a monopoly. And not all companies... Monopoly? In, like, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Not all companies endanger the welfare of their employees on a regular basis. And if they do, like, if they're a manufacturing plant and there's asbestos there, they get sued for it. Mm -hmm. If they don't have appropriate OSHA... Um, they also compliance. get com compensated more right. than someone yeah. who's working at McDonald's. So. so the NFL players do, and I understand the, the logic there, but I think it would be remiss not to try and balance that out by saying you see the players that make it, and you say, hey, they're being well compensated for it. But the issue isn't always the players that make it. It's the perverse incentives they create and the dozens of people or hundreds or thousands of people who don't make it, mm -hmm. who aren't getting paid that much, but they've been sold the dream to, and they're still getting all the concussions and all the problems, and they're not getting any of the money, right? Like, because they got injured in their junior year of college or in high school, or they did those things, and they come from lower-income backgrounds where this is their pathway out, right? And so you could say, yeah, they're getting well compensated for it, but that's... Not all of them. I mean, it's easy to... Th you don't solve a problem by saying, yeah, we'll just pay them a whole bunch of money, and it's cool that they're going to kill themselves. Like, that's not – I'm not sure that that's an appropriate I never said money measure. in my whole – No, no, no. I, yeah. yeah, money. Well, compensated. I never said anything about compensation. I thought – I mean, one of I us did. Literally, oh, my, my mistake. Maybe. I thought you were talking about – Oh, no. I was like, I didn't say anything about how much money these players make. I'm just, I'm just saying what the – I said that they're informed I, I about – compensation. Okay. I, I said they're informed about the – damages and what could happen they are now informed about this so the players now coming in that's where i have there's like this gray area i really have is that okay yes it's well you I, mean I, not it's not necessarily the players coming into that are maybe maybe getting drafted now but it, andrew luck might not be in that because you got to figure when he was playing at a young age, they're just talking about this stuff like now within the last five years. Well, it's popularized now, but I mean, the information yeah. was out there. But I I'm not sure that that is, it feels like a cop-out to me to say, look, the information's out there. They come in with open eyes. You know what? The information is out there when you post something on Facebook and it takes all of your data away from you. And they could be like, yeah, you chose to do it. You knew we were going to steal it. Yeah. You know, sucks to be you. But there's a perverse dynamic there where one party has all of the control and authority and power and the other is like a, a, a user who's forced, it, like, my choice is either do it at your terms or not do it at all, right? And, and that's why we have this kind of regulation is so that, no, 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 we as a society want you to be able to do it with support because it'll be better for all of us, right? So I, I get the point you're making. I'm just not sure that we that should be the end of that conversation. I think it should be a more nuanced approach to, yeah, you know what? They, they did sign on. This is what they signed up for, and they knew what they were getting into, but we don't want people to be getting into that. And maybe, you know, some people would say that I'm a terrible no. person who wants yeah. overregulation and we should live our lives. And well, uh, no, 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 you know, I, Marty I would be like, why do you want the government in my life? Let me, yeah. let me do oh, it. You know? well, Which well, is a reasonable point. Government. And I'm not saying he's wrong to say that. I just mean. No, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, as I said, it's such like a great, like, 
I said, my mind's spinning right now trying to figure out where I actually feel on this. And I go back and forth. And it, it's, it's, I'm like, yeah, I understand where the NFL is coming from. And I'm like, well, I kind of agree with the player. So I'm in this middle ground, but so I don't I, know. I don't it, agree with the timing of it. If he felt that this was a possibility, you need to let your team know ahead of time, not in the middle of the preseason where even if they were to get a new quarterback, he's not going to learn the system, come in and, and be a stud. Well, and the the other thing of this too, and I heard this point made, is, oh, you know, that organization didn't take care of him. That line was atrocious. And so, but then people said, oh, he made his money. You know, he made his $90 million contract. Well, here's the thing. Maybe you don't make the $90 million contract. Maybe you make the $60 million contract and you sign something that, hey, I'm going to be compensated really well, but I'm going to have the best offensive line in front of me instead of taking that huge contract that just seemingly sucks maybe money out of the rest of the team and I'm going to be protected throughout my career and I'm going to make sure that happens. Tom Brady does that. They always have a pretty good offensive line every year. It's true, but he's he not doesn't. The, but you know, Brady can say I take a pay cut, but he's not drafting. He's not coaching, right? Like he also has the benefit of one of the best coaching staffs oh, in history, yes, right? Oh, I know. So I know. Any, that. I mean, Luck could have taken a pay cut and still gotten a shitty line. He could have. He could have, um, but I'm saying like uh, people say they never invested in that offensive line, uh, and, you and maybe also that's part of the reason why they didn't. You also can read another thing saying that the Patriots are actually funneling money to his organization, mm -hmm. and he's technically not making a pay well, cut. Every <laughs> every team does that. I just <laughs> so you're kidding, right? No, I'm not. I'm sure every team does that. It's possible. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. We we know of at least one. You know, it's like people saying, well, every team uh, does. You know disrupts the the headphone signals and videos plays and it's probably true but we have evidence of one at least so we can at least say that one definitely did. yeah oh yeah but, for um, sure but as much as i was trying to kind of counter brandon's point I, I i'm with you you know i'm not sure how i feel about this yeah. i just i just wanted to to balance it out and mm -hmm. so to balance out what you're saying there tim when you say hey he should have told him earlier so what are you suggesting there if andrew luck wakes up today and you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back happens. He's supposed to say, well, I want to stop now, but you know what? I'm just going to have to put my brain oh. and my life through this because I didn't tell them earlier. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have, like, he still should have stopped playing. But if he had an inkling that this could happen at some point leading up to the season, you got to let the team know. And the, the maybe they did know. Maybe they're like, hey, we're good with Jacoby Brissett being our quarterback if you can't make a go of it this season or the rest of your career. So I've never been in anything like an NFL or a football locker room, right? I know Brandon played in high school, so you have an idea, perhaps, of what the dynamic of that space is. But I'm pretty confident that going into that kind of space and saying, hey, guys, I'm not sure how I feel about my body holding up to this. I just want to let you know in case I make a decision about this. Down, you're not going to get laughed out of here. You're right? not like, drafting, though, in the NFL. Like, I'm not saying you should say it to his teammates, but... Maybe to management, so the guy's yeah. making the decision. That's true. It's true. Or or to his agent, and his agent can tell the GM that. I mean, that is what he's paying him for. Do we know that he didn't? Because didn't he? They, might, um, I mean, he might have. Didn't they he let him have. keep a yes, whole bunch of the I money? Was just gonna say that. So that I, kind of I implies I, that he told them. Yeah, right. right? I feel like because I'm putting myself in the team's shoes, and call me an a hole if you want. But if a player like back quote-unquote backstabbed me like that and didn't let me know of these problems and yes he should retire but you didn't inform this team there's no way in hell i'm letting him keep the money you're gonna I just, detroit lions him well yes I mean, i'm not going to let him do that 
Whoa. But so was that Megatron who did that? And they no, I'm talking about Barry Sanders back yeah. in the day, where they were like, "No, we want that money back." Yep, exactly. Oh, I guess I don't. Re- I, I mean, I knew there was and surrounding his retirement because that was unexpected too. I think that's why he, uh, I don't remember this exactly, but I'm pretty sure he retired because he wanted to get out of the contract yep. and they wouldn't let him out. And they were like, "No, no, no, you have this money that we're going to pay you. Otherwise, we're going to get the money back from you." And he's like, "Fine, I retire." Yeah, I don't, don't know. That's a fact. Yeah, but I'd I'm have pretty to look sure it up. I, I remember something along oh, those lines. Stinks. Of, Barry yeah, Sanders was so good. Well, I mean, like ten seasons in the NFL, he was still putting up fifteen hundred yard seasons, thirteen hundred yard seasons, and people were like, yeah, he's on a downturn. And now you look at running backs in the NFL, and that'd be like they're like three yeah, seasons. Yeah, you're done. Seriously, yeah, three seasons you're done, and he's still doing it then. But yeah, he was still young, um, relatively young, and not that far off of Walter Payton's record when he retired. And he was just like, yeah. I mean, look, he had been on trash teams his whole career as well, too. I think the best team he had was Herman Moore was their wide receiver and Scott Mitchell was their quarterback. And that was it. Otherwise, it was always Those two famous Hall of Famers, right? Yeah, yeah. Those guys, those studs. I mean, back to Andrew Luck, being a Bills fan in the AFC, um, hey, that's another quarterback I don't have to worry about now and another AFC team. I'm not worried about Jacoby Brissett. As people think he's a really good backup, I bet he's a great backup. So is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a good backup. He's not someone I'd like to build a team around. And now that I know the Colts don't have that, that's another team I don't have to worry about. Let's start. And then eventually... The Patriots I don't got to worry about. I don't got to worry about the, the Chargers. So let, the let's, s- let's put this in context slightly, right? So Andrew Luck just retired. He's, what, 29, did we say? 29. Uh, usually you're probably going to graduate college at about 23, I would guess, which means S- he probably six started. Six years in the NFL. Right, so 23, which means he started college at probably 19 if he did four years. He started high school at, what, four years before that, 15. He started middle school maybe three or four years, depending on where you are from middle school before that, at 12. He had not started middle school when Tom Brady started in the NFL, right? Because Brady started likely, in 2000. Yeah. That's ridiculous, right? Like, Brady is still playing. Just go and away. Andrew Luck wasn't even in middle school. Just go away. I'm not even sure if it's Tom Brady anymore. They might have just replaced him with somebody else. That's just as good. Just a bionic? Bionic, yeah. It's not even. <laughs> gonna, he's going to get decapitated, and it's just going to be wires sticking out of his <laughs> neck. Oh my gosh! Just go away. But yeah, so yeah, it's unfortunate. You hate to see someone who uh, leave the league like that and just say, "Hey, my body can't handle it anymore, and I don't want to be in constant pain." And then, unfortunately, you say it peels back the curtains a little bit on all the other players, and you have to be like, "Oh man, that guy was in pain. Like I wanted him to play through that injury because I'm a fan, and that's what I wanted." At it's the time. such a <sighs> the commodities, right? They and that's why I have sympathy for them because they are treated as commodities, and they're getting well compensated for it. But frankly. Every week, I'm like, fuck you, man. You're on my fantasy team. Don't, I don't care that your ankle's slightly hurting. You're playing, you know? But that's a You're ridiculous fun. You approach. You get more right? Madden points if you score a touchdown when you have an injury. <laughs> oh, you know, was he questionable? Is he playing today? Oh, he's going to tough it out. Even though, like, the one guy was saying he was, like, crawling from the bathtub or from the, the, his bed to the bathtub. Just so he could walk. I'm sure to the they're facility. all getting injections before games for pain. Oh, they're Bud. They're, yeah. The coaches are Bud Kilmer in Bud their Kilmer. knees. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just going in there and just. Where's your knee? You take that needle away from his knee. I'm going to rip your arms off and beat you silly with him. I'm sure he said something <laughs> Who's else. Who's the Redskins quarterback with Chase the RG3? No, 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 no. Way back in the day. Oh, uh, uh, the Joe Theismann? Yeah. Yeah, his knee, like, his leg shattered in half. Yep. Uh, and that ended his career. Lawrence yeah, Taylor. So Lawrence Taylor. Right. But you know, I turned his knee into dust. Oh, that ma- that's making my knees hurt right now thinking of it. Well, I will say this. Thank God that the preseason is over for the Bills and we can move on to the regular season. I'm just tired. The preseason's too long. It sucks. There's nothing fun about it. I don't 
I could care less about any storyline that happens during it. Football's football. I like watching the Bills in the field, even yeah. if it's not the Doesn't Bills I'm to going to be watching. But Christian Wade was fun. That was about it. I didn't care about anything else. Hey, but we got a good start to the season. Two out-of-state yeah. trips, and then we come back. First game in New York State in three weeks. Yeah, two out-of-state. We go to New Jersey <laughs> twice. So The 4-0 and Bills. Bills. How many are we counting? You remember the first preseason game we were here? Count it down. Undefeated Buffalo Bills. Do we get an extra trophy if we go undefeated <laughs> in both seasons? It's We're on our way there right now. I know. All right. Well, uh, Rex, thanks for joining us. It was fun. Uh, we're going to have to have you on to talk some more in-depth EPL uh, breakdowns. Oh, sure, versus, yeah. Yeah, I, I just... Obviously well, this is very impromptu here. Oh, very impromptu. Befo- we'll have to plan ahead for it next time. Um, speaking of that, I want to, before we go, I want to point out already where Marty is in the EPL. So I asked him um, about grabbing someone on the podcast. He goes, I'll try. Tottenham plays his Arsenal squad this week, too. And I, was, and I said, okay, Liverpool plays at 1230 this Saturday. And he goes, already, this is where he is. Who cares about Liverpool? I mean, honestly. That's where Marty is already. One game in the VAR or virtual reality victory, and he, whatever it is, free. and he's already he's already there in a well actually, horrible Tottenham it, fans. It's no, no. It's probably very appropriate for a Spurs fan because they really shouldn't be caring about Liverpool. Like we're in a different level from them, right? They should be we're worrying here. about the Leicesters and the Evertons and the and the West Hams. You know. Don't worry about. We're worried about Marty. winning the league. They're worried about being in the top four. They're 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 trying to get to five and four, and we're worried about uh, fighting off City to to take the league this year. But Marty's already head first in. He has he had his shirt. He had his scarf at Mazke. He was he was, he went head first, and I loved it. Good I thought him, it was man. I That's thought cool. it was fantastic. Jump right in, man. There's no reason if you want to start following the team, just blend right in. Yep. But that is the encore for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week with hopefully uh, another guest from the league. If you guys are ever interested in joining us, please reach out to me, Brandon or Marty or Joe. Uh, Find one of us at the fields. Let us know you want to be on. Uh, Share the podcast, uh, Podbean website, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Game on Buffalo. And check out our upcoming registrations on GameOnBuffalo.com. Thanks, guys.